not, if you've got your Bibles, turn over to Colossians chapter 3. <clears throat> As you all know, we've had a lot of church membership, church covenant, body of Christ, all those things on our hearts for the last little bit. Seems like God keeps jumping me kind of all over the place, but I just want to keep following Him and being obedient, so pray for us. I'm certain there's a reason for all the messages, so just praise Him for that. And I just pray that we follow the Holy Spirit. Like I said, this morning we'll be in Colossians chapter 3, and this is a message more geared towards the body of Christ, geared towards the, the born-again believer. So we'll read a few verses here, starting at the 12th verse. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So this is the Apostle Paul here encouraging born-again believers to keep pressing on. They, I believe at this time they were dealing with different things like false doctrines, things like that. Of course, dealing with sin. And, and he's telling them to continue pressing on to spiritual Christian maturity. And that's where we all are at. We need to keep pressing on until that day when our salvation is complete. Mm-hmm. That sanctification, if you will. And the goal, of course, here is to put on Christ. Who, when we were saved, we now identify with. Every single one of us that are saved, we now identify with Christ and to put Him on and pursuing that holiness, that holy lifestyle, being consistent in that identity in Christ and having that unity with Him. So the problem is, we don't want our selfish nature to die out. So if you go back to the top there, it talks about putting to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. And then it talks about putting away things that we all struggle with, that we once walked in, as it says there, when you were living in them. But now you must put away, put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. So again, every single one of us who are born-again believers were to put away that old self and put on Christ. The problem is, we like sin. The problem is, we want to be in control. The problem is, we like self. We're selfish. The problem is, unless we put away that old self, no one can really see Christ through us. That's the problem. And I think that's really what he's getting to here. Put those things away and put on 
compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And we had a little bit of this conversation in Sunday school. You know, and we're to put to death those other things. But the other things it talks about putting away. You know, even as a child of God, we're going to struggle from time to time with sin, with anger and everything else. Aren't we? Yes. Anybody struggle with anger? Yeah, we all do. But again, I think it's going to be that way in this human sinful nature until Christ completes that salvation. It's going to be that way. But we are to do our best to put on Christ. We're to do our best every day to put on Christ. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy. But until we really do that, I don't think we can make the difference that we should be making as Christians. Anybody agree with that? <clears throat> it's, it's funny, you, you see some of these things, worldly, selfish things, and we sit back as Christians, we come in here in our suits and ties and dresses and everything else. That's not us. We're perfect. No, we're not. You're deceiving yourself if you think you are. We're not perfect by any means. The only thing good in us is Christ. That's the only thing that's good in us. And we are to resemble Him. Our new identity is in Christ. That's why I love baptism services, which we probably need to do another one soon. That old self is washed away and the new comes out. And the problem is we want to live in that old sometimes. And do things our way and not His way. And we get caught in that. But that's the only way that others will see Christ through us. Through our very lives. Is to put Him on. To put Him on. Who likes to be in control? You guys are all liars. (laughs) We all like to be in control. We all like... I know Michelle, she likes to be the driver. Right? Even though she can't drive. (laughs) I said a few prayers with her a few times. But we like to be in control. We like things our way. Don't we? Like I said, we like to play with sin. But we got to put it away. To truly make a difference. To truly be a light to this world. we got to put that old self away. That old man's got to go away. And Christ has to come through us. Or we're never going to have an influence on anyone around us. Like Sarah was talking there. Luckily for us, Christ's grace abounds even more. Even though we continue to struggle here on earth, His grace is so awesome. Mm -hmm. And we don't deserve any of it. But we're to die out and let Him have His way in our lives. And this is what really gets personal. Are you doing that? Are you doing that? Are you following Him? Are you reading His Word? You know, there's a part over there later where it talks about... Letting Christ rule in your heart and talking about let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Unless you're in His Word, how can His Word dwell in you richly? 
Unless you pick up His Word. Unless you read it. Unless you study it. How? It doesn't just automatically happen. But we like to be in control. We like to have things our way. Put on Christ. Get rid of these old rags of self. The sin. And put on the virtues He's talking about here. Again. Compassionate hearts. Kindness. Humility. Meekness. And patience. Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint, forgiving each other. Who struggles here with forgiving? Everyone? Come on. It only works with Christ in us. Anything we try to do on our own of those without Christ, like Tony says, it's not worth a hill of beans. It's not worth a hill of beans. I love how he uses that put on, that change of clothes. Put on, put off. You know, I was thinking about that actually. And a lot of people would think, well, I just got to put on my, what would Jesus do t-shirt, right? Wrong. You got to put on Christ. There's a difference. Or the bracelet. What would Jesus do? Not what we're doing. Jesus would show people love and compassion. And we just get angry and judgy and all that stuff because we're still holding on to that old selfish nature. And it shouldn't be that way. What would you do t-shirt? Or what would Jesus do t-shirt? So I, I saw a quote. So Facebook I don't really like. And I know Greg doesn't like it either. <laughs> but I saw a quote on there. There's, there's some good stuff on there. And this quote's had me thinking all week. Every person you see is someone Jesus thought enough of to die. Every person you see, Jesus thought enough of to die. Remember that in how you treat others. You know, a lot of this is about relationships. If you think about it, kind of what we were talking about in Sunday school, some of those bad things, the anger and wrath and all that, we treat the most closest people around us, don't we? And then you've got a stranger that makes us mad and we say, ah, whatever. No man will tell you. I'm a jerk sometimes. But I think the difference is, and, and I, you know, I think we all struggle with things, but the difference with a Christian is as soon as you do that or say that or whatever it is, there's this conviction. Mm-hmm. Is, am I right? There's this conviction. If there's not that conviction, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like Sarah was saying, there's something wrong. But there's been so many times, whether it was at work or home or whatever, and Lainey's just like me, so if I say it, she does too. I'll say something or do something. And it's like this conviction just comes over me. Why did you do that? Why did you say that? That's that image of God trying to come through. That image of God's trying to come through. Conviction. How do you know you're, you're Christ? There's conviction anytime you sin. If you can go on sinning and sinning and sinning, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And I love the 14th verse there. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect 
harmony. Paul talks a lot about love. But even Jesus talked a lot about love. What were the two commands from Jesus? Love God with everything. All your heart, mind, soul, everything. Love God. Secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. Are we doing that? Are we loving our neighbor as ourselves? Are we helping provide for people that don't have things? Are we showing kindness and compassion? Are we doing that? Church, are we doing that? We need to be. We need to be. Otherwise, again, how's anyone going to see Christ through us? If we're out there just like the world, doing all the stuff that the earthly, worldly, sinful stuff, how's anyone going to see any different? How's anyone ever going to see Christ in our life? Now, if you are a born-again believer, guess what? You have the Holy Spirit inside you. You have the Holy Spirit inside you. And we need to show that love above everything else. If you're shown kindness without the love of God, it's worthless. Love binds it all together. The King James there says the bond of perfectness binds everything together. Love's got to be at the top. Like Jesus. Don't you think it's interesting that Jesus loved all the people that the Pharisees were like, why are you talking to sinners? Why are you doing that? He came to save sinners like us. We come to church and we think we're something special. Without the love of Christ, we're nothing. Without that home in heaven, we're nothing. We're wasting our time. Without going out and treating people the right way like Jesus treated people, what are we doing? We're just getting angry. Who has road rage? I do sometimes. And then you hear things in Sunday school class. I'm like, Greg, it's hilarious. Some of the stuff that they do every day. Babies dying, people dying, and worst things on earth. And we're worried about somebody cutting over problems. It really makes you think. Sunday school something special, let me tell you. They don't really have much play today, but we talk through some of this. Some of the best stuff ever. You think your, your problems are the worst? Sometimes it's not even close. But we all have those battles. And the answer is what? Christ. That is the answer for all of it. Sorry, boys. I was trying to keep it together there. (laughs) The answer is Christ. You know, there's so much craziness and chaos in the world. And I can't imagine not having Jesus with me along the way. I can't imagine how people deal with all the horrible things in the world today without Christ with them. And without a church that supports you, like Sarah was saying. I don't know how people do it. But with Christ, there it talks in that 15th verse. 
Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. When you have that relationship with Jesus, like Sarah was talking about, there's this peace and joy that you can't even explain sometimes. That the world doesn't have. And us as Christians, we have to go out and show them Jesus. We have to go out and show them Christ. So how can you do that without putting on Christ and getting rid of that old nature? It doesn't work. Why do you think they call us hypocrites? Why do you think Christians sometimes have a bad name? Because we're real good at being Pharisees, aren't we? Better than that. Glad I'm not like that guy. If it wasn't for Christ, we would be all on our way to hell right now. He didn't come and die willingly. Give His life on the cross for every single one of us. We'd be in a world of hurt. It gives us that peace and joy that nothing else in this world can give us. It's only through the blood of Christ. When you have that peace of Christ rolling in your heart, even though we still struggle, sometimes the worries don't seem so bad. The problems don't seem so bad. Because you know that Christ is there with you. And He's going to get you through it all. The last couple of verses there. Again, where it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Does anybody else like humming songs? I don't know what it is sometimes. I'll just be driving or whatever, working, and this certain songs come in my heart. And you can just tell that there's something there that's just peaceful and joy. Letting God rule in your heart. There's just something different about that. Like I said, we've got to open our Bibles to let His Word dwell in us richly. We have to get in His Word and dive in. Not just read a verse every day. We have to dive in. I loved how David talked Acts there for the last little bit. I know we went through things a little quickly, but it was awesome. Diving in. Learning the old what the first church did. It was awesome. Gotta open your Bibles. So the question for you this morning have you truly put on Christ? Yes, you might have been saved, but have you put on Christ? Like I've said so many times, and Tony and John have too. Unless something is different in your life since Christ, you might want to check yourself. Because when I was saved, something changed. I know I was nine, but I did all kinds of crazy stuff as a teenager. But there was always somebody telling me, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be going that direction. Yes, I made a lot of horrible mistakes. But there was always something there. It had to be the Holy Spirit guiding me. Don't do that. Don't say that. Don't go there. Does anybody else have that? That's God. It took me a while to realize that. Early 20s. He called me to preach. Scared me to death. I still don't feel work to stand up here. But I know He's got a plan. I know He's got people that are 
can be saved. To me, it's all worth it. I can get up here and cry, make a fool of myself. If I see people walking up this aisle and get saved, it is worth it. Amen. Every single bit of it. And if not, it's still worth it. Because I'm serving Him and following Him. And we're all going to make mistakes. And every single one of us. But it's how you handle it. It's how you handle it. All right, I'm going to stop trying. Have you put on Christ? Have you let that old self go away? Only you know between Him and you. It's a, it's a relationship thing. Only you know how you treat people. Only you know when it's just you what's going on. You might deceive all of us, but you're not deceiving Him. Have you put on Christ? I'm going to ask everyone to stand. If there's anyone here this morning that needs to come and repent, if there's anyone that needs to be saved this morning, this altar's open and it's God's. As we have one verse of the song. Yeah, brother. Thank you.